We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything, 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 everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is about. about, about, about. She's Lisa V. And he's Randall Keith. And this is Brunch Culture, your one-stop shop for all discussions because here at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion. And we like to do something that we call mimosas and orange juice, which well, we... is filled with all kinds of crazy stuff. Yes, yes. Roseanne and Trump is... Let's get this out of the way, because who cares about Roseanne? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Let, like, let's start there. That's a great point. Like, Apparently, 19 million people do, because that's how many watched the first reboot, which was like one of the highest rated shows, uh, reboots ever. And I'm just like, why did that, how did that even get in the thought process of anybody's mind to bring that show back? Out of all the shows we could have brought back, Roseanne was the choice. I know a lot of people got into Roseanne. So Roseanne was one of those shows for me as a kid. I always thought like the stuff that they were talking about, I realized I didn't get it for the most part. Like there were certain things that I would see and I thought it was funny. But one of the things that was always glaring to me was there was no black people. (laughs) And as a kid, unless it was like a cartoon or TV, like, uh, like a cartoon superhero show, was like i don't really know why i need to watch this because i'm not like i can't relate to what's happening here like i feel like i remember thinking her laugh was funny but that was about it so i get why they would want to bring it back in this time of like you know all these reboots like it makes sense but i saw i think she was on jimmy kimmel this is before the premiere and she said something about I don't want to, I'm not going to, this isn't a quote, but she said something to the tune of like, you know, people are just giving him a hard time and won't give him a chance. And nobody's understanding his point of view. And at that point I was just kind of like, but he has a platform that other people don't have. And he's the president. I just, and at that point I was, for me, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. And I mean, not that I was like waiting to set my DVR or sit down and watch Roseanne, but I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine from here. Yeah, and and she's a, she plays a Trump supporter on the show, and Good Morning America interviewed her, and she was like, President Trump called me, and he was so excited about my ratings, and we just, you know, we've been friends for a long time, and he's always been nice to me, and so I'm just thankful for him, and I'm like... And therein lies the problem, Roseanne, because, the, so the show, apparently on the show, she like said that she's showing that she's a conservative and so she is a trump supporter apparently they didn't say you know trump or uh hillary clinton's name but they referred to them as him and her and she's a trump supporter that they show the duality of her character by saying that she can be so conservative but she still is um just kind of a working class and she has what they termed a sexually fluid grandchild, but I didn't understand how they got sexually fluid mixed with like him apparently liking like feminine clothes. Like his style of dress is not the same thing as like his sexuality, which is 
it's a whole other conversation. So that was a problem for me. I was like, but but that's not the same thing. I don't understand how y'all got there. But then in that, it's like, yo, but see, the difference and the problem comes here, Roseanne, is like people, nobody is saying that like all conservatives have... They, they, no conservative has the ability to see like the complexity in somebody else in their family. That's not it. The problem is that like you keep saying it's not a problem because the issues and the things that he's doing and that's happening to other people don't affect you. That's the problem, Roseanne. Ding, ding, ding. Because he's like, been nice to you. He's, <laughs> yeah. He's ding, ding, you ding, ding, ding. This is it. You just we never denied that he treated people nice. Right. That's Nobody never said that. Nobody said that. We're specifically talking about, so what about this, this community? What about when he says these things about people that hurts that, that community of people? Yes, it doesn't hurt you, but we know that. We got that. Like, we need you because it doesn't hurt you, because you are friends with him, because he is nice to you. Maybe say, hey, I'm kind of cool with those people. Or, hey, I wouldn't want you to do that to me. So I think you're amazing. And I know all of the amazingness about you. Maybe Roseanne gets to see, like, maybe he is filled with, like, strawberries and where glitter and, like, happiness Where? and love. Like, maybe. Maybe that's what she sees. But, like... As somebody that people that don't get to see that all the time or maybe don't know that about him, that's where you like bridge the gap. That's... I don't even know if Melania know that about him. <laughs> you see, that's his wife. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I know somebody that does. Oh, Stormy. <laughs> Stormy knows. <laughs> just Roseanne just in general I don't I I don't know but I mean you know kudos to Roseanne for the comeback um people like it um I didn't watch I wasn't interested in watching it it wasn't one of those shows for me that was like oh my gosh Roseanne is coming back and I, I know she said something too I read an article the other morning I think it was yesterday morning and she was saying like you know she's always been or the the, the writer was saying Roseanne has always been a controversial figure and She's always, you know, kind of told the line of being like um, tactful and 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 controversial. That's just always been her thing. And that's been the show's thing. And so she just jumped right into that. And, I, you know, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with her. With I don't have a problem with her saying like, hey, I'm a tr- I'm a Trump supporter. Like, that's not, you know, again, this is in our country you have the ability to support who you want to i'm not saying like i'm rocking i'm rocking with that but if that's who you want to support that's okay but don't kind of go on this whole bandwagon of trying to say that i represent all conservatives or people got to understand that like no because you're telling us that the the issues that we have or that the things that he's done we should just somehow overlook because he got like a people are so hard on him and it's just him he uh, he ran for this office. He wanted this. People just keep scrutinizing him, and they. But he ran for this office. This the way is he the scrutinized. Sa- a president yeah, Obama? I was just gonna say this is the same person that had a birther movement going from the beginning since from President Obama's initial announcement of him running for the office of presidency up until he became up until Donald Trump became president, like. This was 
you had this same movement going on. So don't don't try to act. Don't make it seem like people are just wrong, ill or stupid or somehow unfair because they're saying, no, wait, hey, hold on. Ding, ding, ding. There's problems like he's doing things that are wrong, that are hurtful. It's not right. It's not fair. I don't want to accept it. You shouldn't accept it. Like people not wrong for that, fam. We just not. Yeah. And he's just it's sick. Now, I don't the the Stormy and the other lady. I won't say for sure. I'm tenting. I believe them. But, you know, innocent to proven guilty, I guess. Whatever. Um, He's saying he didn't do it. He doesn't even know what these women are talking about. I think he's lying. But anyway, if these women are, in fact, telling the truth, they both said the same thing, which makes me think they're credible that he told them both that they reminded him of his daughter before he slept with them unprotected it's just a different level of sickness i just don't know no i've never (laughs) in my life met a man that has said that somebody that they are interested in sexually or find attractive or whatever reminds them of their daughter like i don't even like that's what <laughs> like I, I would you know i'm i'm hard pressed of like how do you even have that same kind of thought like you're thinking about somebody in a in a sexual way and then you think about your child like i don't i don't have children but i think about like my my sisters like they will always be my sisters. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's just like, no, like, wait, what? Ew, huh? Like, I can't even get my mind, like, to rap. I don't want to hear about any of, any of, anything sexual that they engage in. I don't want to think, like, those two things just don't even cross. They don't come together. They don't, like, almost come to, like, no, these things just are out of my mind, and it reminds me of the whole Howard Stern thing, like, the whole nice piece of ass thing that was kind of like, but I don't, again, I don't know any guy either that's kind of, like, kicking it with his homeboys, and his homeboys say something like that, and he'd be like, oh, yeah, she does, don't she? Nah, fam, don't talk, like, I don't care. Because I feel like everybody would look at you like, are you sick? Yeah, like, like, no, I don't... We need to investigate you? You could be, you could be, like, my daughter's husband. Fam, I don't want to hear about that. And she can have, like, 30 kids from you. She's a virgin in my eyes. She always will. Don't talk to me about that. I don't want to know. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, and that's, that's different from saying, like, I understand people being like, well, you know, it's important to talk to your children about, like, sex, and it's not fair to say, like, you, you... Like a parent talking about their child in like a sexual way is bad. Like, I mean, obviously you understand that your children are going to have sex in the same way that you are going to have sex and your parents know that. And I think there's one thing to kind of talk about, hey, here, like the do's and the don'ts, the rights and the wrongs, yada, yada, yada. And there's a whole other thing to be like, oh, yeah, but like you look good in the bikini. No, fam. No, 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 no. This is not how any of this works, man. This is nasty. Like, dude, what are you doing? Come on. And this is the president of the United States of America. The United States of America. 
Yeah. Everybody telling on him just like Tiffany had is just telling on Beyonce. <sighs> Oh, Tiffany. And I wanted her to win. I think she's hilarious. I want Tiffany to still win. So what I will... So this whole, like, the whole GQ thing, apparently... And I kept saying... I just watched a clip earlier today. I I kept saying, I was like, I think she actually talked about this in this magazine before the whole Top Off song came out. Um, Where Beyonce... You know, you, 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 you've heard Top Off, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, What yeah. she said. Yeah. yeah. Like, you got to sign an NDA, and then she says Tiffany's name in the background. Like, you, I feel like all of that happened before then. And so, apparently, uh, Tiffany had it. She, well, not apparently, she released, she had like, she was on like live, Instagram live, or something like that. And people were like, who was it that bit Beyonce? And she basically was like, hey, NDAs are a real thing. I signed an NDA, so I can't talk about this anymore. Um, and so, I think the article, like, she actually did the interview. She said it. Like, if y'all would have asked me this before I signed the NDA when I did an interview, like, a month and a half ago, maybe I could tell you. But now, I signed the NDA. I can't say anything anymore. And so, my think, my my thoughts are, she had this. This came out. She was talking about it back then. She didn't really, which I don't know how she ain't know. Because, obviously, think about all the, Beyonce goes to all these parties. Beyonce and Jay-Z go to all these parties nobody says anything about them right about like you even you rarely even hear people saying like i was partying with them like people just don't talk about it. i think everybody just kind of respects that hey this is a low-key couple they don't like this stuff out there like just don't talk about it it's cool like if you partying with them if they're hanging with you hey you know i respect you i don't tell your business vice versa whatever so i don't know how she didn't know that but i'm like i hope at this point now that you know top off came out and she obviously knows and she done signed this nda we're not gonna hear no more from tiffany haddish about beyonce and jay-z i just don't want to know and i know a lot of people that's like no i want her to tell i don't want to know like i feel like when it comes to celebrities certain parts of their lives that's like not out if you're like a person that's honestly trying to keep things under wrap like i don't want to know and i know people are going to differ like when i say this i have conversations with friends that say this but like i'm not pressed to see beyonce's twins why because like she don't want to show them okay you know like i remember when carrie washington i still have never seen carrie washington's daughter right she's had what two children right oh she hasn't shown them publicly I don't she may have but I've never I've never seen them and I follow her on social media but Carrie Washington is very intentional about keeping her personal life her personal life so she doesn't talk about her husband I don't see her talking about her children or putting her children out there and for that reason like I just never wanted to I've never like tried to do research to find out who they were cuz it's like or see pictures of them cuz it's like well you don't want to show us this like that's your private. That's your right. Like, it's your privacy. You can not show us things that you don't want to. Like, that's okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not really Beyonce uh, in the Beehive, so I'm just like, oh, what? I'm just like Tiffany. Why are you telling us this? Yeah. I, and she said, as long as she get, it's attention on her, and I'm like, yeah, that's not the right kind of attention, though. Like. Yeah. Cause nobody gonna want to hang with you, right? I think I honestly think after after this whole thing goes down, like she just not gonna say nothing. First off, if she really did sign an NDA, she can't. 
<laughs> like you just can't like then you can be facing lawsuits and like they got they definitely got more money than you got you're gonna lose like you don't want to do that don't waste your money in no legal battle about signing an nda for telling somebody business like obviously they're fond of you just like the rest of the world is very fond of T- tiffany haddish with you know do, with, with good reason she's hilarious she's great great personality wonderful story all of the things, all the positivity for T- Tiffany had it. So it's like, all right, let's just keep it there. Don't create this environment where you keep telling people stuff because it's funny at first. I think it was funny saying like when she was like, oh, there was an actress that came up to Jay-Z. I, I guess I kind of thought it was funny because I felt like it was in line with the whole Lemonade 444 she trying to stop it. Like, I think that's what she was trying to hint at. Like, oh, you know, they got these albums, but psh, they checking it now. Like, they making sure it ain't a problem. Like, I took it as that. But then being like, there was an actress that bit Beyonce, and then Beyonce was like, oh, she on drug. Like, come on, fam. This is some real. We don't need to know that. Just shut up. Come on. <laughs> Sleep it under the rug. Keep it. it, it. Shh, be quiet. Be quiet. Don't, yeah, don't tell she's free. It seems like she's free with information. And she doesn't realize, maybe she doesn't realize the impact of her celebrity yet. And I can, I can definitely see that. I don't think that she, probably in the way that people say that like Cardi B has to understand that now you are a celebrity. So you kind of got to do things different. Like you don't need to respond to everything. You don't need to tell everything. You don't need to explain everything. Um, you just kind of got to live your life. You know what I'm saying? And like, that's a, I think feel like Tiffany had it. Tiffany had it. You are a comedian. So I feel like you are great at, you know, crafting stories and you can tell a joke with punchlines and, you know, you know, the delivery and all this other stuff. And you have people in the palm of your hands. You don't need information about somebody else to keep yourself going to fuel your energy. And I feel like maybe, you know, I, I think that this whole moment was just an honest mistake. That's what I'm going to give. I'm going to, I'm going to chuck it up to it was just an honest mistake. She just ain't no, she new to this, you know, she's not new to being around. She's not new to comedy. Like, obviously she's been doing this stuff. I actually saw a clip that she was in like, that's so Raven. She was like an extra in that's so Raven. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So she's been, I mean, and I, I, I've heard, I know, knew that she had been around for a while, like in entertainment doing stuff. But like here recently, this is when she just had like her big, you know, it girl popping moment, which is great. And so I feel like she's new to that whole level of stuff and understanding that, you know, if you tell a joke, if you'd have told a joke about Beyonce three years ago, pre girls trip, nobody would have cared. You people probably even wouldn't have believed you. They'd be like, I mean, okay, I guess. But now that you are seen at these these uh parties and stuff there was a um was it a a, it was an oscar party that i think beyonce and jay-z threw an oscar party or something like that and tiffany haddish was there but it was like something that apparently they did last minute and not a lot of people knew about it they had like a very very tight-lipped guest list it was like a secret party that happened and she was there too so it's kind of like you're obviously in like this in this group of people that they respect and that they are inviting the stuff. So just, you just ain't know. Yeah. Right. Now, you know, just shut up and move on. Like, let's just keep it going. Yeah. Take a trip Whoop. like Tyrone Hankerson. <laughs> <laughs> Brussels though. 
Brussels. This, so if y'all don't know, Tyrone Hankerson. It's a student worker, was a student worker at Howard University, and it has been medium. Um, had an article out yesterday. Um, was it yesterday? A few days ago, uh, that suggested that that uh, said that a guy named Chase, which that's the name that gave him, right. just to keep it anonymous, um, was the whistleblower to talk about the fact that some uh, people in the financial aid office were working together. Um, to scam a million dollars. Scamming the school. Uh, grants, grant money, um, and they pocketed. And then we discovered later that Tyrone Hankerson almost got a half a million of that, of that uh, million dollars. And on his social media, he chronicled his life, which he lived, he was living his best life, taking exotic trips, Wearing fur, um, Prada, Gucci, the whole nine had its own photographer following him. And he's a student worker in the financial aid office and doing all this. <laughs> Living his best life. And just doing it up. Just doing it up. Apparently, we didn't know he was stealing. So maybe they thought he had a rich, he came from a rich family, but he wouldn't be a student worker. Never mind. But no, he. But, oh. It could be right. Maybe people. So, so here's the thing. Here's I, I don't. I don't know. I was. What just, thought he could have been running up credit cards because people do that too. Th- this is true, definitely. I just don't know that the whole this whole story, right? This whole thing to me says scam. All of it. <laughs> I even thought, you know, seeing the article in itself. I think I saw you the first person I saw that posted like the Medium article, and I was kind of like, yeah, maybe this is. You know, let's take a pause because this might not be true. Um, And I only say that because when I read the article and I read that they had screenshots and they talked about how they did it, that these were not like fake accounts. These are not fake students that they created, that they were filtering money to to like get themselves. These were actual people on staff. In my mind, you know, there's no way in the world (laughs) nobody's going to be that careless. And nobody let knew. Me, let me interview you for a minute as a as an auditor. How can something like this happen? So there's one of two ways, right? So we have a whole audit department that's incompetent, and nobody <laughs> is doing their job. Like everybody, little guy, just be coming to work every day and just kind of chilling because the way in which they said that this was done was was hella careless and like. It just there's no way that nobody just knew this. I I just don't. I find that very very hard to believe. Um, or you know, somebody else was getting a cut. And in the Medium article, they did have they interviewed somebody, and the person was like, "This is just the tip of the iceberg." I mean, I'm I'm kind of inclined to believe that because it, let's okay, we're gonna we're gonna create a scenario. It works like this, right? So let's say you have a company, right? Lisa Corporation. Mm-hmm. Lisa Corporation, uh, it's a nonprofit. Lisa Nonprofit. Lisa Nonprofit says we can't give people more than the cost of living in Jacksonville, Florida. And the Jack the cost of living of Jacksonville, Florida is twenty thousand dollars, right? 
Well, if your goal is to get money and give that money out, but you can't give people more than $20,000, Lisa could do this herself. You don't even need an audit team to do this. But you could simply say, hey, has there ever been a time that I've given somebody more than $20,000? Go into your computer system, (laughs) type it up and say, huh, these people got more than $20,000. What happened here? Right? Like, that's that simple. That's literally what. That's the simplest thing that could have that could have been done in this situation to say, wait, the university can't give people more than the annual cost of attendance the annual cost of attendance is this number how many people receive more than that these people wait those names are also match the employee listing huh (laughs) would you look at that like it's it's really simple it's not even because i was having a conversation with my friend um, and my friend asked me the same thing, like from an audit perspective, like, how does this work? And I was like, but see, I'm, I'm perplexed with answering this question this way, because I, I, th- yes, this is a part of audit, but this is not even like detailed audit. This is like very baseline stuff. Like one plus one is going to always equal to they, they, they should have caught. Yeah. Looking pl- at it, like, yeah, oh, that's not right. It's very basic, like very, very basic. So this for me, like I'm like, yo, this whole thing can't be real. But the fact that it is real and then the fact that homeboy was really just like out here, like stunting, which is, you know what? A part of me was kind of like, if I be honest, I can't even be mad at you, bro. Like you might as well live your best life. And that's okay. Like. I'm a little, if you're in law school, though, I'm a little concerned that, like, (laughs) if I'm doing this and I get all this money and I'm also showing it, am I not creating, like, an environment where maybe somebody would be able to, like, get me? I just, I just knew that these were old. I was like, these are probably more senior, you know, people. I wonder where he lived at in D.C., he better he better be living in a, a real nice place. Yeah, I I mean he I, I again I thought that these were going to be real nice people that probably was doing this and like getting money to like pay for homes, right? And again, I'm not telling nobody to do nothing illegal, but I'll be like, you know what? See, this opens all kinds of other conversations. We need to start talking about the cost of living in D.C. People probably just trying to make rent. They probably are, you know, they're they're working and going to school. Um, but you know, they, them working, they probably don't make enough money working for the school to even pay for their housing. So they probably just doing this to like pay to live while they in school. Like that's what's going on in my mind. I had no idea my boy was taking like these trips and just kind of like studying on them. And, and I think one of the, one of the posts, cause I, I didn't see his initial like Instagram post. I just saw all of the memes afterwards, but apparently one of his Instagram posts said something like he secured another bag. Like after the semester was over, it was like, <laughs> bruh, see just your language though. Like you gotta, <laughs> you gotta think ahead. What if this gets discovered? Like this kind of language, you don't want to use it on you. Cause they're going to, they're going to get you with the language. Like. 
Come on, bro. The memes were hilarious, though. Hilarious. Black Twitter is always on it with the memes. Hilarious. It was the one. The fact that they had a uh, uh, Apple playlist called "Hu Financial Aid." The playlist. <laughs> Migos, Finesse, Make It Rain. But it was like real though, Ran right? off on the plugs. Was it like a real out. playlist? Like you can go on Apple Music and find yeah. it? Yeah. That's what made it funny. Ran off on the plug twice. And when I saw it, I was like, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> Guys, I just... The internet is they really great. funny all around me. I just throw y'all grants. The internet is really great, yo. You always have to... You got to give it up to the internet, these memes. For people, and the people come so quick with it. Like, I got one of the memes uh, yesterday, probably yesterday morning or midday, and I didn't even know what was... I didn't know what it was. I didn't even recognize that I forgot about the name of the screenshot because his name was a part of the screenshot in the article, the Medium article. I forgot the guy's name. I, you know, I just like read it and was like, man, this is just really crazy. Like, and I was kind of hoping as I was reading it though, cause I was like, I wish they would have like blocked out their names and their student IDs because this is like, you know, this is HIPAA. This is against HIPAA. This is like personal, this PII, like we don't need to know this. And then <laughs> I saw one meme and I just kind of laughed because I looked at like the caption with it and I didn't know then I got to Instagram and looked at my explore page and was like, wait, they found the dude Instagram. In my mind, I'm not thinking that people like stunting this way on the, on, on the gram, like with the money that you got from the, come on, man. Oh, but apparently he released a statement in Tyrone's defense. Apparently Tyrone released a statement saying that like, once the facts are all out, you know, his name will be cleared and you know, he not in the wrong. And if he not in the wrong, then we're going to let this man live. But it's been some good laughs in between. It absolutely has. I feel sorry for him if he didn't do anything wrong. And if he is innocent by standard, because his name is trash in the streets right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, and, and he's getting a law degree. So he was supposed to graduate in May. That's the whole sad thing but i though. would imagine he's still because he didn't get kicked out of school he just got fired so he's still gonna graduate yeah but i f- i feel like but he's graduating to go to prison if he does get this isn't this a felony well, I don't, this has to be a felony but it's so the thing is it actually so like the plot thickens though because the 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 president apparently found this out and hit the president's statement he said like they noticed this that that's why they terminated people and they submitted this to the department of education um but i i just assume that they they didn't find they didn't have grounds to like file legal like grievances or like legal charges against them um, I know I, I think at the end of his statement, he said something like they were seeking counsel about like the legal actions that can be taken. But at this point, I mean, there's no legal actions taken against you, bro. Like <laughs> keep your stuff. Like if you got some more left, I'll say like, keep enjoying it, man. Like, <laughs> you know, what's crazy if he, because he was a law me? student, he researched and saw if it was any legal ramifications before that he did it. would be like 
at the that point, look at that point though, for sure, for sure, the internet has to give this man his props. And I'm not saying that you gotta like it's okay or that you should is wrong. I've we, we've all been college students that we you know financial aid was our lifeline. So taking financial aid from other people, no, taking anything from somebody, I'm not saying I support that. How bees and ever. As somebody that loves how to get with, get away with murder, <laughs> if you have, you're in school, you got to come up and you found a way to make sure that like you covered, that's like how to, this is live action, how to get away with, how to get away with like student loans, like how to get away with financial aid. Like, come on, this is just a live action thing. Yeah. It's like, I just thought he was going to prison for embezzlement. I mean, I, I mean, obviously they have, they got to prove it. I, I just... You know, the story really, it really bothers me because I hate seeing HBCUs in this light. I didn't go to HBCU, but I I feel like HBCUs get so much flack for stuff that probably go on at these larger universities or like at white schools. And like people, people, people don't have like this, the magnifying glass that they have like over HBCUs and they don't have this like rep- this reputation of like money mismanagement you know whether it's like with do right or not like they don't have that so these types of things could probably go on and it's like okay we found the problems we eliminated the problems we are going to prosecute those people or whatever and it's going to go on it's not gonna this is not gonna be it's not gonna represent the entire university's like reputation right because if it was just six people or five people or whatever and those people were terminated essentially the 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 problem is gone and so the university is taking steps to like be better do you get what i'm saying but like it's still these types of things still follow the university so that for me is kind of like uh i don't like that part about it but i mean <laughs> as with the internet does with everything it's all funny it's all in good game so yeah, Tyrone H- Hankerson, we would love to have you on the show because we want to talk to you. Lyrone. Don't he have like a publicist or something? No, he's just know. a videographer. That's what he, it was. He's he's deleted all his social media. Oh, man. Yeah, he's he's let it go. I guess it was getting too much for him. <laughs> go figure. <laughs> all those likes about those exotic trips just went down the drain. What you worked for, you had to delete. Ain't he that probably, crazy? He probably just froze him. He'll be back. I hope he saved some of that money. I hope he didn't spend it all. I just hope he bought some property with it. Like, don't just let all that money just be you, like, taking pictures. But, it, oh, he had a blog, too. Um, I heard somewhere that apparently he had, like, a blog. I think it was, like, a travel blog, too. Oh. So maybe yeah. that's why all this stuff was happening. Maybe it was a travel blog. That he was getting money off of? You know what? I don't know if it was a travel blog. I don't. I don't know. I'm trying to make sense of it, but it really just don't make sense. It's just wrong. It's funny, but it's just wrong. <laughs> it's just wrong. It's really yeah. As maybe he'll prove us all wrong and he'll come out in the clear. We hope so. You know that pause indicated that you didn't have much faith. <laughs> Not really. Not really at all. If he if he does get off, he need to go work for Trump because Trump got some stuff going on him. He might need somebody like yeah. Him. Apparently he he no nobody want to be his lawyer either. But that's not surprising. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. But y'all tell us what y'all think about most of the orange juice. What you think about Roseanne and Trump, Stormy and Trump. Ugh. It's just it's this is our pressure. Yeah. 
And would y'all invite Tiffany Haddish to a party? I don't think I would. And um, <laughs> what do y'all think about Tyrone the Scammer? I love that they hashtag that his name. That's hilarious. Uh, let us know what y'all think. Hashtag <laughs> ChatBC. We'll be back with our main dish. So we're back with our main dish. Today's main dish, we'll be talking about something that happened in the great old state of Texas at one of the most popular churches in the black community. Because I won't say all churches because I don't know if white people are really down with CDJs like that. <laughs> <laughs> Potter's House, Fort Worth. So if you know anything about TDJ's or his ministry or his church or just churches in general in this day, they have campuses. So there'll be like one church, uh, two locations. Well, the part of South Dallas has a Fort Worth location. It has another location in, I think, North Dallas. And then they have another location, obviously the main Dallas campus where T.D. Jakes is the pastor. Then they have an L.A. campus and a Denver campus. And so at the Fort Worth campus on Sunday, there was an altercation between a greeter that was a volunteer, an elder and a security officer uh, that got pretty violent. During this time, the woman must have knew it was going to get heated because she was recording the situation. She is supposed to be sat down, quote unquote, uh, which that is just a church term for you. <laughs> You're being suspended from your duties. <laughs> um, <laughs> and for whatever reason, I'm not quite sure why she was being sat down. Uh, but she tells, she gets up on the stage because she's talked to the pastor's wife, the first lady, and she told her, you know, we'll have a conversation about it. The elder is irate and like, you're not supposed to be on stage. She tells, hey, I talked to the first lady. She said the first lady didn't say that. They go back and forth. She asked to leave. Security wouldn't let her. He then drags her and handcuffs her. After, without, just, and all he had to do was let her leave. Obviously, yeah. the video is going viral. Um, the churches wrote a response. Uh, people have so much to say about it. And so we want to talk about it here on Branch Culture. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the infamous viral video, what do you think, Randall? What were your first words when you saw it? I think it was uh, Candace Bimbo. I think she said, did she say throw the whole church away? Burn it with like holy fire or something like that? I thought <laughs> it was great. I thought it was like a, <laughs> I feel like it answered it in right in one sentence, right? <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Um, no, but so the, 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 Video was real hard for me to watch. Um, obviously, for like for reasons, obvious reasons of hearing her scream, like really bothered me. Um, hearing her like when we 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 see these videos of like police brutality, right? And we see like how people are um, like assaulted by police officers, and they are honestly like screaming for their lives. I watched this uh, HBO special. I forget the name of it, but it was like with the lady. I think she was actually in Houston 
and she was um she's like a, a dance she's a teacher and she's like a dance instructor and apparently she like ran a red light and a police officer followed her and she ended up parking in a parking spot and the police officer was behind her and she parked in a parking spot and got out of her car as if she was like like she was going into the restaurant and then the police officer just kind of like went ham on her slung her around punched her kicked her like all of this stuff that was just really unnecessary and like the screams that she had obviously fearing for her life was very similar to um was it what's her name's audrey um Mm -hmm. audrey stevenson like it, it reminded me of that same thing like it bothered me in the way of like it literally sounded like she was screaming for her life and she was definitely scared and she was surprised that this guy Brandon was putting his hands on her because apparently I just assume from listening to the the back and forth she had good rapport with Brandon or at least decent rapport and never thought that like he would engage her that way so that to me like it really disturbed me it was really bothersome um but the whole video just in general it kind of pisses you off because you see for me i see how people take their their positions in the church right which is the the this is supposed to be a safe space beyond any safe space that you have right and and we're all people and we're all human so people are going to have issues and confrontation but like as somebody that is an elder an administrator a leader or whatever you should be always trying to make sure that this is a safe space for everybody even the people that you don't like even the people that you have a problem with even the people that piss you off even people that get on your last nerves like those people should still be in a safe space. And it was very evident that like the lady, um, she just wasn't having it. Um, she made comments throughout the, the inter the interaction and engagement saying like, you know, don't overstep my authority. And she kept like referencing who she is. And like, this is a leader and there's like protocol and you got to come through me to get to them, which is a whole nother level of like, guys, who are these people? Like, come <laughs> on. Like it's just, this, is, you, you don't go to, you don't go talk directly to pastor, the first lady. You got to go through me. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, what are y'all doing? Like this, this whole, like if she has access to them in that way and, I just assume from the conversation that they have, she has a type of rapport with the first lady that she is able to have certain conversations with her like that. Obviously if the conversation happened and also if she was saying like, bring her here so we can talk about it. That means that she has that type of access. So I feel like that rather than getting hung up on, uh, this whole like you overstepped my authority it becomes like then let's get to the root of the problem and let's deal with the problem and like extract the problem resolve the issues that that we can all go for so that this can continue to be a safe space for us and for you and you can do your job and fulfill your you know your your spiritual duties and i can do the same thing and like i just feel like that wasn't there that was nobody's goal everybody's I feel like everybody was kind of on an ego trip and I don't know what the young lady did, but in my mind, it wrecked my brain to try to figure out what she could have did that would make them so upset or so bothered 
to have to respond like that. You know, like <laughs> I just because honestly, know. she wasn't really. She only had one good hand, so yeah. she wasn't swinging at you. Yeah, yeah. Because she is holding the phone with her other hand. Right. So it's not like she was in a position to fight you. And she's also not only is she holding the phone, but she's obviously recording too. So just the logic you would you would think somebody's not going to go to try to record something to to document something and then do something on their, their to themselves that would make it like that would escalate the situation like because in the same way that she's saying why are you putting your hands on me why are you pushing me why are you touching me if she was swinging at you you would be saying hey don't swing at me don't put your hands on me like so we know that she's not doing this stuff, you know, like watching the video fam. Like we know. And I just too thinking like y'all didn't see her cell phone in her hand. Nobody thought that maybe she's recording this. <laughs> like, But to <laughs> me, that's what, that's what showed that showed the level of what their focus was really on. Right. Their focus wasn't let's assess her. Let's assess the situation. Let's figure out how to de-escalate this situation so that we can resolve the issue. It really was more about you going to respect my authority. You're going to respect this position. I have, I have this power and you are going to know that I have this power, respect that I have this power. And I won't, I'm not done with you until you feel that. And until I feel like you got it. We can, I'll be done with you when you, I feel like you respected who I am and my authority. And it's kind of like, but what is that for? Like, who are you fam? Like, yeah. And I, I, it made me question, why does she go in there already on record? Like what has happened before where she feels like she wasn't believed that she needs to document this. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Because for me, my first interaction with you, I'm thinking I wouldn't necessarily hit record. And I didn't go through her social media page to see if she's just a frequent recorder. But if she's not, well, that's what the people should be asking. Like, what made her record this time? Yeah. And and so I watched um, a part of it because it was actually kind of I, I can't watch it for long, but her uh the young lady, Audrey, and her mom actually did like a Facebook live session. Um, and I watched a part of that, maybe like the first like 15 minutes of it. And they were talking. And apparently this is something that she had been being mistreated by the elder lady and some other lady for a while. Um, and so that to me, that's what was like. That's why I was like, you know what? That's probably why she recorded this incident, because it became Nobody don't believe what I say. Every time something's going on, I have a problem. And her mom actually pointed her mom pointed to something in the video. And she said that, like, the I guess the daughter got on had an issue with somebody else. They had like some friction or exchange words or whatever. Well, whoever the lady is that she had the problem with is actually close to that elder lady and some other people. And so they kind of like form this like click of which they block what she's doing. And it's like, oh, well, you know, she don't like this person. So I'm, I'm not going to let her do this or she shouldn't be there. And so they all ended up kind of like picking on her as what the mom and I'm paraphrasing, but that's kind of like what the mom alluded to. 
And it's one of those things that honestly, I mean, we've, we've been raised in church and, and I won't speak for you, but I'll definitely speak for myself. Like, yo, church folks are super clicky. Um, it just, it's how it works. It is what it is. Um, and I definitely can see and can understand, can believe that a part of the elders like angst and her coming in initially on defense with her rather than being like, sweetheart, what's going on? Hey, you, my, my understanding is that you should not have been there, but what was it that made you go there? If, if somebody told you that you shouldn't have been up there and you had this conversation, why did you go? Okay. So nobody told you that or wait, somebody told you it was okay. Okay. Let's go have a conversation with them so that we can de-escalate this, resolve this issue and get you to a place where you could do what God has called you to do and what you're allowed to do with the capacity of what we think that's right. Maybe, you know, I don't know what the issue was that they people thought that she shouldn't have been up there, but whatever that was, it's like, how can we resolve this so that we can move forward? That's not how she approached that situation. And it definitely makes sense that she approached that on some you're not a part of this clique. This person don't like you or this person has told me this about you or I believe this about you. So, mm, you know, I'm not really messing with you. You're not somebody that I'm going to um, listen to or or believe anything that you say. And I just already believe that you just this type of person like it, it, it was very evident, like her her interactions, the things that she said was just very laced with kind of this like almost like I felt a little like classist kind of. And I don't know if it was just because Audrey was obviously annoyed and like saying like, Hey, like you're not listening, listening to me. So there's a level of like, you start to kind of get hype because it's like, yo, y'all telling me like that I'm dumb and I'm wrong or that what I'm saying ain't true. But I'm telling you that I talked to the first lady of the church fam. Like, Go get her. The reason that we are here, <laughs> that I'm here, because she said that in the video, the reason that I'm here is because the first lady said that we will have a meeting with you. <laughs> so honestly, <laughs> if all of y'all just shut up and wait, the first lady will probably come here. Or if everybody shuts up and one of y'all contact the first lady and get her to come here, it's an easy fix. We'll resolve it that quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. But I feel like they came in with with none of that. They didn't they didn't want to hear that. It was just like, oh, I already have this perception perception of you being this person. And then I'm just going to carry out this situation treating you that way. Yeah. And they they felt probably they felt disrespected because she went over their head. Which in in their mind of order or, you know, protocol. So she went over their head and said, oh, well, I'm supposed to be the chain of command. And you just went to my supervisor <laughs> and was like, hey, and I, which is fine, yeah. but yeah. I, I think they felt disrespected. Right. Cause I, and I, that's probably because they drunk on power. Absolutely. That were drunk on power. Because I think, so that for me. And it's not even real power. Like, it's just. This is power over the people that volunteer to come here. <laughs> like, honestly, all of these people in this church could decide not to come tomorrow, and then you have no power over anybody. It's that simple. I, like, yeah, it's 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 like 
it's like when people are managers at like department stores and they treat their employees like crap because they take their job way too seriously. And it's like, you know? do you realize that we all have freedom to just like walk away from this? <laughs> like we, it, I, and I think that's the thing for me. So I've always had this very like tough, like this challenge with people in powerful positions. I've, I, I really don't like when people get power or some sense of power or control of something and not even misuse it. Cause I feel like you can say that people are misusing it. And then other people will argue that, it's not a misuse and they're just like stern. But I think that when you don't understand that leadership is about service, that's really what it is. Like if you're somebody, some if you're a leader in anything, it's about you serving the entire group, right? So even if you're like, like you're the head of something or like, well, we're talking about a church. Let's talk about the pastor, right? So you're the pastor. So you're the, you're the leader, you're the head, you're the figurehead, right? But it's your job to make sure that everything is working for those subordinates in order to accomplish the unified goal. So that comes, that means that you do work. (laughs) That means that you have a level of service. And I feel like people oftentimes get it wrong and thinking that because I'm in this space, now I have these people that's under me that I can tell what to do and make them do things. And that's not what your job is as a leader. Like your job is not to just dictate to people and point fingers and be like, Oh no, look at my power. And, and, and in this sense, this sense in general, even if her overstepping, if protocol doesn't say that, you know, the normal channel is to go directly to pastor and the first lady, right? Even if that's not what normal protocol is, because you are a person that has power and that's a leader. And then those people are your leaders. You should immediately say, cool, that's how you did it. Now let's bring the people that's above me in here to sit down with you so that they can also explain to you, you're right, I said that, but going forward, I would like for you to go through this person, that person, or that person before coming directly to me because we entrust these people and we've given them the assignment to carry out this this way so that we don't have, you know, confusion on who said what, right? Like that's... If you're the administrative person or the elder, just just handle it that way. That's real simple. Like, you know what? Rather than me be upset or offended that you went above my head, let's bring above my head in here and let them tell you this is the right way. Like, this de-escalates the situation. This resolves the problem. Obviously yeah. Obviously not what they were trying to do. Yeah. And I've never seen, and I think this goes back to... You know, one of the things that I saw for a lot of people when I was scrolling out, like this was a very triggering triggering experience for those who have experienced not maybe not physical abuse from church, but psychological and verbal abuse, emotional from leadership in church. It was a very triggering um, video. I wasn't surprised at all, fam. <laughs> like, I remember looking at the comments, and not to cut you off, but I, I was looking, reading people's comments, and people were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened. 
when I took Lisa, there wasn't a shocked bone in my body as I watched that video. As I even as just listening to the dialogue between them, because obviously, so I saw somebody post about it, and then I I hadn't seen the video, um, and so I did like a, a Facebook search for the video, and that's what the the video said: like woman gets dragged out of like the Potter's house, Dallas. So I knew what was to come, but just listening to the dialogue, the way that they all came, they were all in agreement that she was wrong, right? They all mm-hmm. agreed that she was wrong, but in them agreeing that she she was wrong, they didn't say, let's find the solution to help you understand why you're wrong. If you spoke to the first lady and that's the person that gave you the the thought or the idea that you should do this, let's go to the salute. Let's find a solution to help you understand the problem. So once you, you understand the problem, now we can work with you with a solution to get you back to the place that you want to be. Right. We can help you understand how you got in the space. We can help you understand how to get back there. There, every last one of those people that we heard talk on that video, it was about, I need to tell you how you wrong. I need to tell you how you need to respect me and you're going to respect me and I'm going to detain you. I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to handcuff you. I'm going to pin you down. I'm going to paint you as this villain until you respect my authority. And that is not to me. That's no, it's not shocking at all. It's something that like in so many ways, not even like, like not on a physical level, but in so many cases on like an emotional level, going to somebody in a church and expressing a grievance of like, Hey, you said this or you you told people this about me or my family and this hurt. And then they use God, their position, the Bible to justify why you were somehow in the wrong for feeling that way and never acknowledge how you feel. It's like, yeah, not shocking at all. That's just how it in for many people, I'm sure. And for myself included, that's a part of how things just work Mm -hmm. because it's about you respecting my authority, the authority that God has given me. God has made me this, you know, I'm the man or the woman of God and God ordained for me to be here. And you are just the member. Understand that. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's unfortunate that people misrepresent God in that way. And I think, this doesn't just happen in black churches, so I don't want to make it just a black church thing because right. I know plenty of people Absolutely. in black churches have have had power abused and uh, and probably yeah. even more ways that get covered up and yeah <laughs> yeah. But I know for leadership within black context, sometimes because we haven't been allotted power in a lot of spaces, mm-hmm. when we do get power in church, it just becomes something that we just feel that becomes our sole identity. So then when you have people on Facebook and no shade to anybody, but when they put their church name in front of their Facebook, their real government name, I just be like, why? Wait, their church name like minister. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> maybe it's a public, yeah, it's a public figure account. <laughs> no, it's a Person. They I don't know. even have a public. <laughs> and it's just like, God, come on now. It's, 
it only holds weight at your church. Like, just use it there. Don't use it on the World Wide Web. Like, Sally at Target don't care. She just don't. <laughs> she, she really don't. It's funny because when I get friend requests from them, I honestly just delete. Those are the people <laughs> I automatically delete. Because right. I just feel like you about to be a lot on my timeline. Mm-hmm. So I'm just not going to even add you because I'll have to unfollow you later. I'm just, just, yeah, I'm not even going to add you. Um, but <laughs> I think that's one of the reasons, but I hate this because, you know, as the work I do, I'm constantly coming in contact with people who have experienced these hurts and they are legitimate hurts. And it's like, guys, quit, quit, please stop doing this. Because right, I'm right. making it harder for the people out here trying to do yeah. the work and be sincere because y'all got bad leadership skills. This is horrible. Like, yes, horrible. And it's just like, what goes through your mind to put your hands on a lady who just wants to leave because you want her to understand the power that you have? Which honestly is a, it brings up a whole other level of frustration for me because number one because this is a a predominantly black church it frustrates me that in this space even if she was dead wrong absolutely dead wrong at no point in time should this lady have been on the ground it just should not have happened and she also should not have been on the ground at the hands of another man Mm-hmm. It just should not have happened. And to me, that speaks to how you really think about her life, how you really consider her. Maybe you have this idea that she needs to be this, you know, uh, a, a, a woman that is seen and not heard, a docile woman. She needs to be a lot more quiet or dainty or look a certain way in order for you to respect her and to feel the need to protect her and to look out for her. Like, That should not have transpired that way. And the minute this young lady said, I need to go, I want to go, let me out of here. She literally should have just been released. Like that's, there was no way. And then like to, to know that a security guard handcuffed her and then her telling the security guard, I haven't broken any laws. Let me go. I haven't done anything wrong. This is illegal. And the security guard, she says, why am I handcuffed? The security guard says, I don't know why you're hand handcuffed. That's why I'm trying to figure out what the, f- like I would have lost it. if this were my child, <laughs> fam. They would have had to shoot me down out of that church that day. I would have cursed every mother in there out. Like, what the you? How is it? How explain this to me? How is it that you handcuffed her? Right. You this is a black church. I would hope. Imagine you're aware of the way that people are being treated at the hand of police officers. Right. You you know this. We know this. How is it that you handcuffed her and you have no reason for handcuffing her and you say, I don't know why I handcuff you. I'm trying to figure it out. What? (laughs) (laughs) No, like there is no way. There's no, no reason for this. No explanation for that whatsoever. And anybody that is in that space, again, that that heard that, that knew, that saw that happen, you should immediately be like, hey, wait, 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 wait. This is getting out of control. 
Take those handcuffs off of her. Do not put her in handcuffs. Let her leave. She wants to go. Ma'am, where's your stuff? Let's go get your stuff and get get out of it. I would I much I would have preferred them to just be like, you know what? You're not following our rules. Get out. I would have preferred that. And she'd be like, you know what? I don't want to be here anyway. Go. That would have been much better than this whole we're going to detain you. And then she kept saying, I need to go. Brandon, let me go. And Brandon kept saying, no, you, you, I'm not letting you leave. Cause you need to understand why this happened. You need to hit again. Every time he said that he was screaming, I want, you are going to respect my role. You're going to respect my authority and you're going to understand. You're going to look at me and consider me somebody of power that you should fear and you should, you should buckle to. That's all he was saying. He wasn't because there's no reason for you to detain somebody that says I want to go and not just somebody, a volunteer. Literally, this means that if I'm here today and gone tomorrow and come back in two days, I volunteer. Like, I don't have, there's nothing, literally, this is one of those situations, the only thing I'm required to do is stay black and die, and thank God the technology, I ain't even got to stay black, fam, literally, all (laughs) I got to do is, the only thing I have to do in this life at this point is die, that's it, so if I didn't want to do this, I could just be like, okay, I'm only required to die, like, that's it, like, it just, it, it made absolutely no sense, and that to me, it, like, I was like, this speaks to how every person involved with that had no consideration for the humanity of this lady. She was on the ground. Like that to me is just disgusting. Like putting a a human being, an individual on the ground in general is like, you got to have like a, a, a reason. This person is a danger to somebody else. They're a danger to themselves. We got to put them down to the, to like detain them. She could have been yelling and screaming and hooting and hollering. There was no reason for you to put her on the ground and then put your knee in her back. Like you literally are doing a move. And then a security guard comes over, and handcuff her like that's that's animalistic. We 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 put animals in chains, right? Like people put animals in chains and there's whole organizations that fight against that. So like the fact that in a space where this young lady should have been. She should have been safe first off because she's in the house of the Lord. This is her church, right? She's a member of. So that's that's the first reason she should have felt safe. The second thing is this is a predominantly black congregation. So y'all understand what we face. Y'all understand what we see in news media, social media. You should not even want to create something like that for her unless literally she was picking up stuff or swinging at every last one of y'all. And it was like, look, I had to detain her that way because she was physically violent. Literally. She was like walking, saying she's leaving and you're like pushing her. And she's like, so why you keep putting your hands on me? Let me go. Let me go. Let me go. And then she starts to try to pull away. And so you put her on the ground. Come on, man, just let her go. (laughs) Like let her leave. Call the the parking attendants and, and be like, hey, look, there's a, a young lady. She's leaving. She has brown hair. She's five five. Once she gets in her car and leaves, she is not allowed back on the premises. Cool. She gone. Y'all gone. Like everybody's gone. We can go back to our praise and worship. But the fact that y'all sat here and had to continue to explain to her why she was wrong after she screamed to be gone. It's just it's disgusting, yo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I think it was 
also disheartening because at the end apparently she made a comment about her being bipolar and people were saying that you know that's the reason that she was treated like that because she had to be treated but she was not doing anything to warn she was like you said she was not hitting or you know presenting herself as a threat to these people right and it's crazy because you know at our church, we have a woman that comes sometimes that's uh, schizophrenic, right? And mm-hmm. she does kind of some outrageous things sometimes during church. And, you know, they'll have people, you know, say, hey, ma'am, can you just, you know, sit, you know, sit down or try to calm her? But it's never we going to put our hands on you. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. But e- <laughs> even <And> it's, <laughs> it's like even in that, even if she said she's bipolar, people are like, well, that's the reason. That's even more of the reason that you guys should not be getting physical with this young lady. If she is bipolar, baby, we got enough money that we can have counselors or people that can handle therapists that can handle somebody that's bipolar. So literally, if we knew she was bipolar or that was the first time we hearing she bipolar, uh, can y'all get uh June June Nanma over here to come and handle this girl? Cause she specializes in in bipolar people, and sweetheart just told us that she bipolar. End of discussion. Right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, th- that's no excuse. That, that that doesn't justify why you guys got physical with her if she wasn't getting physical with you. Like, you literally this big old church. Nobody's not familiar with being bipolar. I, I just I, th- and that doesn't even it, it doesn't even make sense to why the whole why you would even try to use that to justify force exactly exactly none whatsoever again if y'all was like she bipolar and she had something in her hand that was threatening us or she's bipolar and she done punched the lady, the elder, like she punched the elder in the face. The elder was on the ground, like crying blood. I I could understand y'all be like, look, honestly, we had to get physical with her. Like I had to like, you know, yoke her up and, and, and put her down so that we can handcuff her just to keep her calm. So she wouldn't hurt anybody else. That makes sense, fam. That's not what it, that didn't happen. Like <laughs> it was none of that whatsoever. And I think that's, that's that's the part and, and and hearing people say because i always want to hear like people's reasoning for what i think is the right way for why people say that that's not the right way and i'm like oh you know let me listen like maybe it's something that i'm not thinking about honestly every every comment that i saw that was like somehow in support of this which were think thankfully i didn't see a lot but everyone that I saw was kind of like, that's the elder. She should have shut up and listened. Or she, obviously she knew she was in the wrong because she went and talked to the first lady and she started recording a video. So she knew that it was going to be a problem if she got back up there. If she didn't, she would have never said nothing to the first lady and she would have never started recording a video for this interaction. Like... All of that stuff is on some like shut up and just be silent and let people treat you any kind of way. And I'm so sorry, guys, but newsflash, we just don't live in that society anymore. It just it, it, it doesn't work. And I'm I'm sure it worked for, you know, you and your your, your grandmama and, and, and your cousin them 20 years ago, hell, 10 years ago. Like, I'm sure it worked for you guys then, but that's just not the space that we're in. 
and people don't have to just sit by and let their feelings go undiscussed, unchecked, unacknowledged. People don't have to do that no more. And the minute that we realize that people don't have to be in these spaces where they just have to accept any old kind of treatment, that's the minute that our 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 communities can start to get better. Our churches can start to get better. We can actually really start to reach out to people and help people by saying, like, you know what? This has historically been about me in this leadership position. But maybe the problem is that this actually should be about you <laughs> and me in this leadership position. I should always be trying to figure out how I can make this situation and environment better for you as somebody that is not in leadership. So maybe I should just kind of listen. And that don't mean that I got to agree with everything you say, like everything you say, uh, affirm everything that you say. But what I do have to do is affirm your, your, your feelings. Cause that's the whole point of you coming here. You came, you, you're here, right. To like connect with God so that through, through prayer, through community, through receiving the word, you are connecting with God and you're you're going into these deep areas in your life, your life and fixing this stuff. Well, if that's what you're supposed to be doing, like as a leader, and I, shouldn't I be facilitating that? So even if I think you're a little ratch or a little like out there or bipolar, like, okay, well, I'm a leader. And sometimes it means I'm gonna have to deal with somebody that's a little, you know, just a little a little on the other side. Let's uh, figure out what tools I can use to get this. That's not what those people are doing. Like, And I think that's why we continue to have these problems and we'll continue to have these kind of problems because people refuse to acknowledge that it's not about you. It's not about you. It ain't about your pastor. It ain't. It's not about the 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 few that get to be in these like these celebrated positions like that it's it's really it's not about you right it's about everybody else that you are here to serve it's about all of these other people that are here that need that need you that need help that are entrusted in you to be somebody to lead them and to bring them help and to help them get to the place that they want to be or that god has called them to be at they're entrusting you to do it's about them so how do you take all of this like clout and position on you and say how do i turn that around or how do i use this and leverage this to get you what you need until people start doing that i feel like we just gonna have these same these same type problems and people are going to continue to say dumb stuff like well that's why you got to respect authority or she shouldn't have been on 10 or uh, she cursed in the house of the Lord. Well, he beat her down in the house of the Lord. Are we going to talk about that, fam? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Yeah. I, man, it's just, it's like, wow, 2018. Yeah. And I think you're right that we need to really, if you're in a church and you're being abused, physically verbally emotionally you need to speak up like just don't submit yourself and saying well guys let me submit myself to leadership yes not abusive leadership though yeah you know what i'm saying you can find leadership and submitting and being abused are two different things 
completely different things. I can submit myself to my boss at my job, but that's me that I need to allow them to be abusive to me. That's right. And and doesn't mean also that I don't have questions about why I'm doing this or what's going on. <laughs> or or even not even the questions, flat out disagreeing. Like we just disagree on this. Yeah. I, I'm, if yeah. I could question God, I should be able to question Alicia. Tell me about it. Because I got a <laughs> lot of questions, God. <laughs> so if I'm sitting over here and I'm coming here telling you that I got questions for God, right? And you and, like yeah, and God okay help, with you questioning him. Exactly. And you like helping me understand that God is okay with my questions, fam, then you gotta know I got questions for you. Nah. <laughs> You can't be above God. God can't answer my questions. What you thought this was? Like, what did you think this was for real? (laughs) Like, come on, huh? Yeah, so I think, yeah, that just understanding the difference between what it means to be submitted to a leader and being abused by a leader is just to people get these things confused. And that's why they allow themselves to be abused. Right. And it's just something that we really need to stress because the church can't be a safe space if it's abusive space at the same time. So, I mean, not not at all. And it can't be a safe space if if people don't see the problem in in that type of behavior, that type of actions. Like we're never going to get to a place where it can be a safe space for everybody. Right. It's going to continue. And even stuff like acknowledging that there are cliques in churches, right? Like Mm -hmm. the church is a, a, a collection of people in any collection of people, they're cliques. It's just how, you know, that's how we are people. And, and sometimes it it's unintentional cliques. You are just comfortable with the people that you know, or the people that, you know, you can connect to, or you guys have like similarities or whatever. And so you form some semblance of a clique. You might not think it's a clique, right? Cause maybe you were raised around these people all the time, but truthfully you are. And if you are in an environment where you're supposed to be open to people or you want more people to come and to join and to be a part of, then you have to be intentional about, opening your click up or making sure that in this space during this time we don't engage each other so it comes across like we're clickish right because then that can create a problem and until you acknowledge that and in in this space based on what the the mom was saying in the the like Facebook live video was like yo if you guys don't even want to acknowledge that that type of thing could exist and again not at like you were intentionally trying to do it to shut to shut people out but maybe these are just the four or five women that you knew and y'all been going to this church for 12 years like you know this okay you this is somehow clickish this might be a problem like if lisa if somebody come up and honestly be like, oh, I don't mess with Lisa, then I'm I'm likely going to be like, oh, I don't mess with you. And that's just, <laughs> that's it. Like, it's okay. I just don't mess with you. That's fine. Lisa and I got a little click. Okay, we do. But if Lisa and I are like in a community service c- capacity and this person says, "I'm our job is here to serve these people and the person says, I don't like Lisa and I'm like, hey, okay, so in my presence, we're not going to disrespect Lisa, but what do you need? How can I serve you? Because that's what I'm here to do. Now, when we outside of this space, fam, I don't mess with you either. You see me in Target? I don't know you. (laughs) 
<laughs> like, because I'm not doing, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's normal. That's normal behavior. I get it. But we got to be able to acknowledge that. If church folks don't acknowledge that, then we, this problem keep going. And then we keep saying, but like, you know, this is, we want you to come as you are. And we want you to like, know that this is about the Lord. And, but it ain't fam. It's about you. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, clearly it was about them and them under her, them understanding the power that they quote unquote her getting her to understand the power they quote unquote thought they had. <laughs> Amen for thought they had. Oh, well, y'all let us know what y'all think about um, this whole incident in general. Um, we've definitely like talked in great detail about all of the things that we saw, but what things could we have missed? I think that it, it's interesting. Also, the one of the reasons I read the comments on, on a lot of like a lot of the videos and then other people posting it is because I was interested in seeing, you know, people's perspective, either in agreeance with how she was treated or disagreeing with how she's treated. And then also hearing those personal experiences with that, because I think, you know, sharing that type of stuff and having that type of dialogue is how you really find ways to get out of it and to make sure that you're navigating around those spaces and find the root causes. So y'all hit us up, use the hashtag chat BC, hit us up on Twitter at brunch culture and on Instagram at brunch underscore culture and let us know what you guys think about our main dish today. And we will be back for our toaster roast. All right, guys, and we are back with the toaster roast portion of our show. Um, I'm going to kick it off this week. I was kind of battling going back and forth about whether I should roast. I had a couple things I wanted to roast or toast. And just in the likelihood of there being some really, really good music out here, I decided that I'm going to give a toast. So this week, my toast is going to go to uh, PJ Morton um, for his... Um, gumbo live album that was recently released and chloe and hallie for the they're the the kids are all right album that just came out was it last friday and i've been riding to both of those albums real 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 heavy um y'all know i'm a i'm a music head i love music music is absolutely my first love and both of these albums for the singing, the, the, the lyrical content, um, just the sounds are extraordinarily incredible. Um, and I'm super impressed. I don't know how old PJ Morton is, but I'm extremely impressed by uh, Chloe and Halle by their age. And these girls being what one just turned 18 this past week. The other is 20 and they're creating like, music with all of these complexities and and sounds and they actually have good lyrical content and like you listen to the songs and they mean something right and they have like a message to them and it's not just like and i i remember like hearing as a kid hearing older people say like oh y'all don't know good music but i really get concerned because a lot of the music that's out today is good for like, you know, going out maybe to the club, happy hour, drinking, bopping, kind of turning up. But rarely do I hear things in a mainstream space um, that has a lot of like, you know, this music just makes you think about something. Right. And it makes you want to have a discussion or or 
just like want to be in love or remember an experience that you had and like these songs um from chloe and hallie and pj morton like they make you think about that stuff right like pj morton has a song about like going through somebody's phone and my favorite song from the album is how deep is your love and it's like it's just it's just dope right it's just really dope so if y'all haven't heard those two albums go to apple music title spotify whatever you got download them if you don't if you don't have streaming service and you just buy music go buy it like check these albums out like they are feel good music and it's just timeless music that i feel like we honestly can pop out in like 30 years and still just feel just as good so y'all don't have those check those out and that's what i'm toasting to this week dope dope so this week i'm roasting myself (laughs) i'm roasting myself because i was supposed to go vegan and only lasted a day and a half. Oh yeah, that's um, that's major, friend. <laughs> Chicken was calling me. Um, <laughs> Chicken will do it though. It's just so hard. I really want to be healthier because my friend that was challenging me to do it, he was like, "So Lisa, what? Are you told me you want to be healthier? I said go vegan. What do you? Have? I'm just like I don't know." He was like, you know what? I'm no longer holding you accountable. I wash my hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm toasting myself for making a declaration to be healthy and not following through with it. Uh, hopefully I get better. Y'all pray for me. Uh, we will. I think that's something that we all can, many of us can understand. I have a few friends that are vegan and... um even vegetarian and even pescatarian like um but do you feel like vegans feel like they better than the rest of the world i think some of them do um <laughs> thankful i thank god for <laughs> um my closer friends that are vegan and i feel like they're very respectful sometimes i feel like we are not considerate of like one of my homegirls i feel like we just not considerate of the fact that she is vegan like Especially when we go out and hang out, we be eating all kinds of meat. Well, I need the steak and all this, and it's kind of like she probably don't want to smell this or be around it. But I, I think some vegans really do think like you know I'm on it. But my homegirl, she's really, at least with us, she's really respectful, and it's kind of like she'll tell us about like certain recipes and things that she's she does and stuff like that. Um, but it's never like she's never approached it like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you still do this. You still do this. She'll say like, oh, you know for the health reasons she's had like great health benefits that have come out of it and she's talked about like her journey of of letting go of meat and how she feels better and you know all of this good stuff and i think it's amazing um my thing is always with anybody as long as you don't be out here telling me i'm dumb and stupid for something because then like as with anything how you gonna get somebody to join your team by telling them they, they dumb for not doing it like it's a free country i can do what i want to do like honestly you, you can do all of that and you still gonna die fam again at this point in life the only thing you have to do is die we're all gonna die like and i hate saying that in terms of like health but it's just kind of like yo you know tell me about the benefits i follow maya on instagram and that's what she's always talking about like the benefits of vegan or she'll like post like her she's really i don't know if she does this or she gets like a meal service company but she has she'll put like her vegan her like and she's like a raw vegan 
And so she'll put like the uh, pictures of the food that she eats. And it honestly looks really good. Like she gets an A for presentation all the time. It looks dope. And I'm like, man, that's just really good. And I, I feel like stuff like that, like show me, you know, the benefits of it. And that's going to like really get me in. But telling me like it's so horrible on the other side. And then I also knew that like you used to enjoy chicken wings. Come on, fam. <laughs> I don't know. Maya recently said that guys who eat meat breast milk like death. Did you see that? Oh no, she did say that. Mm-hmm. So I missed that. No, I didn't know that. Well, Maya, I just gave you like a shout out for something, and obviously that's not what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she said that in the interview. She said she was dating this guy, and she went to kiss him, and his breast smelled like death. No, I think that was just him, though. He just needed to brush his teeth, fam. (laughs) (laughs) He just needed to brush his teeth. He needed a minute or two. That's all. Yeah, that's crazy. I should have roasted Killer Mike for that NRA commercial he did. I heard a a clip from it on Ricky Smiley. I didn't watch it, but I heard about it, though. He apologized because he was like, that was the wrong decision. I'm just like, you didn't know that was the wrong decision before you signed up? I just don't. Killer Mike, you've been very active justice-wise. I don't know how you didn't know that was a bad decision, but I digress. People don't always use the mind. Anyway, (laughs) we're going to leave y'all with today's good vibe. Uh, Today's good vibe is from Darius Nails. It says, loyalty is revealed in our response to options. That is so true. It's easy to be loyal when you don't have options. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) When you have options, that's when you're loyal uh when when loyalty is proven should i say so yeah so uh yeah let us know what y'all think about our toaster roast our good vibe um as always you can catch all our past episodes at brunchculturebc.com you can subscribe on iHeartRadio, stitcher itunes google play everywhere yes literally (laughs) everywhere follow us on facebook at brunch culture on Instagram at brunch underscore culture on Twitter at brunch culture. And you can email us at brunchculturebc at gmail.com hashtag brunch culture on all social media. So we'll be able to see you talking about the show. Remember to rate us um, on iTunes. It really, really helps us out. And remember here at brunch culture, everything is up for discussion.